Welcome to episode 50, Teach Me Tiger. Woo! Big five O baby. That's a lot of epies. 50. <laughs> How many times are you going to say it? I'm 50 episodes old. <laughs> right. 50 episodes. I'm 50. I know 50 is a number that always scares you when I'm like, someday we'll be 50. I'm not scared of 50. I just prefer to remain about 29. Okay. I'm just that chilling ship, out at 29 for a while. That sailed. <laughs> <laughs> it's sailing currently right. around the world it's having a great time <laughs> great <laughs> hi tiger teach me tiger how to kiss you whoa, 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 whoa. help me tiger I don't know what to do Welcome to Teach Me Tiger, the show where I, Melody Starkweather, bring in my experty friends to teach us all about new stuff. I have with me today my husband, Chris Chambers. <laughs> Chris Chambers. Also, sh- some people do know me as Sean Bears. That's something we've never broached on the podcast. <laughs> I suspect we might broach it the next time we record. Oh, that's true. That's a good little teaser. Ooh, Chris's past is coming to haunt him. Haunt him good. Haunt him hard. Uh. <laughs> hey welcome, Chris. Hi. In this episode, we are going to be talking about... What are we going to be talking about, Chris? The number pi. This is a mathematics podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'm going to go have a nap now. (laughs) We're talking about a little bit about math, but mostly about uh, pastries. Pi. Yeah. In case you didn't know, this episode is landing or airing March 12th. March 14th is International Pi Day. That's pretty close. We are going to be talking to Cassie Boulay and Josh Ryle of the Perth Pie Company. Mm, Boulay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Goulet reference? Yeah. It's it's a Will Ferrell reference, technically, I guess. Goulet! Good one. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking to Cassie Boulet and Josh Ryle of the Perth Pie Company about many facets of pie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pie origins. Uh Pie throwing. Uh Surprise pies. Cream pies. Get your mind out of the gutter, Chris. <laughs> Can't look at me like that when you say cream pies and not have me giggle. <laughs> I mean, I am winking a lot yeah, and you, like you, holding my legs really wide open. You waggled your eyebrows and then made lewd gestures at me. <laughs> so that's on you. Listen, I just love a good coconut cream. Okay. okay I'm free. Banana right cream. Right after this. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> and more. Great. It's going to be really fun because who in their right mind doesn't love pie? I'm drawing good, a blank. Good cream pie, especially. I mean, a lot of people don't like certain pies. Those people are stupid. Well, we'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Did you have any week peaks? Anything good that happened? Weeky peaky. Weeky uh, weeky. Last week was great. There was I had a really interesting development in terms of a career opportunity that I can't really talk about yet, but involves Ooh, tease it. Tease it good. It involves artificial Tease it hard. Artificial intelligence. 
And it, when I when I feel like when I describe it to people, I might sound like I'm possibly delusional because <laughs> it's so far fetched. The job op, yeah, the job op is so far fetched, and so out of the I mean, blue. they called you, so they did. It's true. Yep. But uh, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, I like. I've never fragged so many corals. I've never. But just okay. Hold on. <laughs> what is what? What does what it is mean coral to frag fragging? A coral? This is what, a whole other podcast. It's where you like take your super healthy coral colony and you. It's getting too big. It's like stinging the the corals kind of around it in the aquarium, and you kind of just uh, you take like a saw or a Dremel or some some sort of spinning tool and you cut it, and then you super glue the piece of coral that you cut off to a little ceramic disc, mm-hmm. and then you can sell that to other people who have aquariums and it'll grow into another full-sized coral okay yeah pop quiz asshole mm-hmm. wow <laughs> that's a speed reference <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who what where what? <laughs> yeah. so for frags mm-hmm. what is the most expensive frag you've ever bought slash seen mm. tell me like what's top of the range price range top of the price range right now are like there's a whole bunch of yellow branching corals that are kind of coming out of Indonesia right now that are fetching like 500 to $800 for like a half inch. Um, the ones I see that appeal to me are called rainbow dynamite chalices, which is like a flat encrusting coral that's like red, yellow, green, purple. They're like a rainbow colored craziness and they're like 500 bucks. That's wild. Our, in terms of our frags... I don't have anything much over about 80 bucks. Anyway. Hey, sweetie pie. Yeah, sweetie pie. What was your week peak? What's my week peak? Give me a peek in your week. I actually usually try to think of something before we do this, mm. and I sort of forgot to do that. Okay. But I would say that my week peak is that the last couple of days have really felt like spring. And oh, today yeah. I spent an extended period sitting on my porch nice. while my our three-year-old son jumped in mud puddles and i just sat and chilled that's great maybe the nice weather will brighten his little grumpy spirit up (laughs) he's been a real d if you know what i mean yeah what a little grumper yeah but uh he was having a lot of fun in mud i even convinced him because he also doesn't like getting dirty he had a spider-man costume on and he fell in the mud and got it kind of muddy and then that was like very upsetting i'm sure like the black spider-man costume oh yeah oh my but i convinced him to take his socks and pants and mm-hmm. shoes and everything off and go barefoot in the mud oh. and then not wash it off immediately. Now he has hookworm. Perfect. <laughs> it's good for his immune system. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about them pies? Should we get to the pies? Um, Should we get to the pie cast? No, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do this. You can just, yeah, in this is forever. I think the audience is tuning in for this. Yeah. <laughs> it can be like a live sleep cast. We'll just sleep. That sounds like a good pod. I mean, for sleeping. But I'd not listen to for that. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about pies now. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was ready to talk about pie. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to welcome Cassie and Josh to the show. Welcome. Cassie Boulay and Josh Ryle. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote it down and then I read it. Yay. <laughs> we feel so welcome. <laughs> you are so welcome. Welcome <laughs> to my home. 
So you guys are from Perth Pie Company. You're pie experts. Yes. Sure. Happy almost pie day. <gasps> Happy almost. almost pie day. How do you celebrate pie day? By eating all the pie. Yes. And Is trying every- to recite as many numbers of pie as we possibly can. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we, this was a PIE day. We, we have a contest. <laughs> every pie. year we have a contest. Is this whole podcast about numerical pie? Because I'm very disappointed. <laughs> You eat a lot of pie. So is everyday pie day? Basically. Do you eat pie every day? Not every day. <laughs> That's what she said. As often as I can. <laughs> yes, as, of- as often as humanly possible without not being able to make it through doorways. Um, are you a Willy Wonka fan? A little bit. Yeah. You're just reminding me of the scene where Violet Beauregard eats yes. the blueberry candy and turns into a blueberry and they have to roll her to the juicing room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, we gotta let the air out of her quick. There's no air in there. Hmm? That's juice. Juice? Would you roll the young lady down to the juicing room at once, please? What for? For squeezing. She has to be squeezed immediately before she explodes. Anyway, hopefully <laughs> that doesn't end up being you. <laughs> you have so many blueberry pies, they have to roll you to the juicer. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into it, we like to do a quick game we call Icebreakers to loosen up. Would you like to hear the jingle? Absolutely. Okay. Sounds good. Roll up your sleeves, pull up your socks, reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Who wants to? Who wants to touch it? Who wants to reach into my box? Chris, do you want to reach in my box? <laughs> I, when always, was the last time you I reached mean, into your box, Chris? <laughs> Several hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be lost in the bad part of town or lost in the woods? Hmm. Woods. Like, are we talking about Perth? The bad part of Perth. <laughs> I guess that's We're talking that's about really valid. Like, you do understand that Perth is a five-minute walk from when in the yeah. water, right? In any direction. <laughs> and you could also be in the woods several minutes after you were exactly. in the bad part of town. Okay, no. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, like, have you been to San Francisco? No, no. sadly. Um, that's the only place where I know the name of a bad neighborhood. Haight-Ashbury? It was the bad The Tenderloin District okay. is, like, super freaky. Ooh. People are all like literally cracked out and like, okay. ooh. So, Vanier. So, Tenderloin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vanier or like Deep Woods? I guess, okay. What's the Vanier, time frame? Where are I you pretty out. well Same. just like, yeah. are you on your <laughs> own like until you find on. your way out? <laughs> yes. Then I, I changed my answer because there's more chance of me dying in the woods than in the bad neighborhood. Yeah, I will eventually, I, I if I just travel in a straight line on a, a major avenue, make my right. way out. Yeah, no, we yeah. we were on the streets of New York City a couple of years back, walking around at all hours of the night, and we had no problems. In yeah. Harlem? Yeah. Harlem, we stayed in Harlem. I know. That's beautiful, but sketchy. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. New York's so big, it's crazy. Like, there's just so many people. Did you love it? Absolutely. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. Absolutely loved it. Good pie scene? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. We went to that fancy Momofuku milk bar, hmm. the dessert place okay. that's known for crack pie. Yeah. Okay. Did you get the crack pie? We got the crack pie. We got a slice of crack pie Seriously. for, I think it was $10. David Chang, um, come to Perth and we'll uh, oh. we'll give you some real crack pie. School yeah. of Christina pie. Tosi, oh, come wow. and try our pie. Yeah. <laughs> crack pie out. was not... Not that no. great. Is it made with actual crack though? Because I, I imagine wish. that doesn't taste good. No. no, it might have been, 
But no, no. How did you feel after? Did bitter. you shit your pants? Ooh. No. <laughs> or like pass out? It just or had like go blind? No flavor, no. and it was super it. tiny. And yeah. that's yeah. just very yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was all hype. Bland. That's like in Montreal. I've, I've got one of those like smoked meat sandwiches in Montreal from whatever the big place is where there's always a line, and I was like, yeah. I've had a better corned beef sandwich than this. Yeah. It's always know. disappointing when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay. I mean, we went to Cat's Deli in New York City, and, and that was well worth the wait. Right? Oh, that, that was, was delicious. That was that was well worth the hype. We went to Momofuku and had ramen, and that was well worth Ooh, the wait. Ooh, so good. Um, going to Milk Bar and hearing everything, and then waiting in the line and having this overpriced dessert, uh, we were very, very sad and disappointed. So if you want a real dessert, come to the Perth Pie Company. Pluck. <laughs> in beautiful downtown heritage, Perth, Ontario. And to swing back to the question, I vote bad neighborhood because yeah. there are scary things in the woods mm-hmm. and I don't trust them. And there's like those grates with the hot air that are in the city. I don't even yes. know what those are. <laughs> Steam vents. Steam vents. Steam vents. Yes. Is it like for the, the, the subway? subway? Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice when it's really cold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people enjoying those in the city. I think Marilyn yeah. Monroe really liked those. <laughs> Okay, how's your ice? Melted. Uh, Great. I'm in an ocean. It's like you've been standing over a hot steam vent. (laughs) (laughs) My dress is blowing everywhere. (laughs) My dress is blowing everywhere. Icebreakers. Okay. Can you, fine folks, tell us, how did you become pie masters and land yourselves in a pie career? Can we say we're just faking it until we make it? (laughs) You can. Yeah, that does work, yeah. Basically, we both disliked our jobs, Mm -hmm. didn't want to do them anymore. And what were you doing? Uh, I was working at the Chateau Laurier at the time. (gasps) That place is super haunted. We have an episode about it. (laughs) It is. I would love to share my experiences. Oh, that's too bad. You should do an update on that episode in Tangle. I would be happy to, because, oh my lord. Yeah, no, no, no. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, so we worked there for just over six years. Mm. Worked in hotels before that, and food is and beverage since I was 14. Our hotel, is it just like shite because you're working with grumpy travelers? Or is um, it okay because they're on vacation? It depends. It depends on if it's a business traveler or someone traveling for pleasure. Right. Business travelers, mostly grumpy assholes. Right. Even the famous ones. Especially the famous ones. <laughs> And the ones with lots of money. Right, 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 The right. families and the people of moderate means who are splurging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. appreciate everything much more. Right. And are much nicer. Much, much nicer. And those are the ones that I tended to spoil with upgrades and comped food and stuff like that. Nice. Who was someone really famous that came in? Canadian famous or like world famous? Because there were a few. Both. Most famous Canadian, most famous on a world stage. Okay. Most famous Canadian, Dan Aykroyd. Wow. Okay. Loveliest human ever. Rick Mercer's a jerk. Is he? Rick Mercer's the worst. <laughs> oh my God, I hate him. You're a little twerp if you're listening. Rick. Yeah. You made yeah. my wife cry. <laughs> Rick Mercer? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like him. But Dan Aykroyd's lovely. His family still lives in Ottawa, so he would come very often, and I would always book the same suite and adjoining room for his blind father so that he knew his way around. He's big in the UFO scene. Yes. Dan Aykroyd is? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he had like a show, and like I think he's written a few books on UFOs. I think that's why he agreed to go on the movie Evolution. Okay, yeah. He played the mayor, I think. I see. Mm Mm-hmm. What about Um, World Famous? World Famous? 
Kiss. Oh, wow. What? Oh, yeah, cool. Did the elevator with Gene Simmons. Did they uh, glue all of the furniture on the ceiling? They did not. They've done that, apparently. <laughs> I know other people who've done that, but not them. Really? Yes. Not at the Chatelier, though. This was at Novotel when I was working there. That's funny. Did you um, have any pie incidents? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm referring back to another episode because... <laughs> We researched a bunch of hotel stuff and um, my friend Kat read up on this person who would like check into the hotel and he would always have like an armful of pies and he'd like smash the pie in the bathtub and I think there might have been a what? woman involved. What? Like he would bring a lady friend in and smash pies and oh but he would my. always pay like the damage. Like fee. a so a pie fetish of sorts? Something like okay. that. Must have been. Yeah. Anyway. No, I I've never heard of that. I see that being a genre. <laughs> no, I've heard of celebrities trashing the rooms before. Oh, that's a good one too. I guess Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth stayed with us. Did, was she, um, did she stick her tongue out the whole time? Like, ah. No, there was a blizzard, so it was too cold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was another one, too. Oh, oh, uh, John Cleese. Oh, cool. He, uh, he, yeah, surprisingly very tall. Oh, okay. Hmm. Very tall. I never evaluated him on a height basis on the <laughs> funniness. <laughs> Yeah, I might have I might have walked a little funny behind him oh, down yeah. the hallway without, hopefully without him noticing. He noticed, honey. But, oh. yeah, probably. <laughs> Stalking John Cleese down the hallways of the shuttlery. <laughs> Lifting my leg really high. Wait, were you peeing on him? No. <laughs> no, the ministry he's heard, silly walks. He's heard every joke, whether it be the Knights who say me or Oh, uh, I'm sure. I don't think I could bring myself to say that to any of that shit to him. If I was going to say something to him, I would say something really like an obscure reference from The Flying Circus as opposed to one of the movies. He'd probably appreciate that more. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Josh, Mm -hmm. what brought you into pies? How did you become a pie mogul? Guru. So, I am a licensed mechanic by trade. I am the Perth Pie Guy. The Perth Pie so, Guy. So, uh, that's my, my alter ego is I'm the foreman at Barhaven Honda in Ottawa. Uh, <laughs> and before we purchased the bakery, I was rebuilding a customer's engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do enjoy working with my hands. I love uh, creating. I love making. I love fixing. And customer, after spending hours and hours on his vehicle, uh, rebuilding his motor, he refused to pay his bill. He looked at me and said, Josh, I'm very happy with all the work that you've done. Thank you so much, uh, but I'm not going to pay you. And I thought, what am I doing this for? Like, like truly, I mean, it, it's not like it's the money was going to come out of my pocket anyway. It's not my business, but it was still a personal attack on what I've done for you. Yeah, that's some kind of and, bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> big it was, dick move. It was uh, yeah. it was uh, it was a terrible move. And in an embarrassing story, I, I chased him down the street, down Richmond Road, like an idiot. Like I'm going to chase this car. <laughs> and uh, so he I, was like driving away. He was driving oh, away. totally. Yeah, yeah. Like would have run him over yeah. driving away. Full on, full on hit uh, hit one of the sales managers. <gasps> um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, and and drove down the street, and I, I was completely dumbfounded. And I went back and I spoke to uh, one of the uh, technicians that I was training at the time and i said i don't want to do this anymore this is this is bullshit i mean what what am i really doing this for if not for my own sanity i I, yeah i've I've put my pride into this and i get taken advantage of like this this is stupid i just want to make bread all day i want to make pizza dough i want to make pasta i want to i want to make food because food makes people happy and he's like oh well you know there's a bakery for sale in perth and then we looked into it and ding 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 we bought a bakery yeah Nice. It sounds like a movie. Yeah. We bought a zoo. (laughs) (laughs) Bakery. (laughs) It's kind of like a pie zoo. (laughs) Wait, would Matt Damon play me? 
I oh yeah, who would play that. you in the Paizu movie? Who would, who would play me? Please, Matt Damon. That would be that would be wonderful. Matt Damon. <laughs> would you be like Zoe Deschanel? Sure. Yeah, Perfect. we got the bangs matching. Yeah, that works. Although I find her voice a little irritating. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, except when she's singing. She's the voice of a freaking angel. She does. <laughs> yes. Oh, there was somewhere I was going with that. But I've lost my train of thought. It derailed and there were no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought the bakery and did you, was it the Perth Pico? No, company? it was when we purchased it from the previous owner, it was called Delicious Baking by Joan. That's a really catchy name, don't you think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Real original. <laughs> so and we, Delicious was in quotes. Yes. Oh, was no. so, which makes it even worse because it's not just good, it's delicious. delicious. Huh. Can you oh. hear the air quotes? Yeah. My God. So, so we changed to, that as soon as we could. To make things simple, we just dropped the by Joe because we had a whole first, bunch of yes, names that first. you know we wanted that were punny and fun mm-hmm. and we just couldn't decide so just to make the paperwork simple we just dropped by chance so we were delicious baking it made the transition for our wholesale clients because at the time when we yes. bought it it was just a wholesale bakery yeah right so we would be seen by the grocery stores and by the clients in the grocery stores so the right. logo stayed the same the sticker stayed the same hmm. just for continuity's sake we felt that that was the best way to go even though we hated the name Right. Uh, entirely. When did you switch it over? We changed it to the Perth Pie Company when we opened our retail space on Foster. Okay. Which I think was three years ago. 2016. That one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We opened retail. It was my mother's birthday. <laughs> um, which is? July 24th. <laughs> and she didn't need Facebook to tell her. No. July 24th. There you go. We opened retail. (laughs) (laughs) Love you so much. Yeah, we changed it with the opening of the retail space to make it a fresh rebranding. Yes. So we adjusted our logo. We rebranded the website, Facebook, Instagram, all that. The thing that we kept was as we were going through the process, we kept the logo. And over the years, we increased the size of the actual lattice logo to kind of keep the... Uh, everybody's vision right in the center of the sticker. And then that way, when we changed it to the Perth Pie Company, the only thing that changed was the name above the logo and below the logo. So So it still kind of looks the same. So everything looked the same. That's good. So, yeah. You guys seem really smart. We have our moments. (laughs) We are flying by the seat of our pants. (laughs) Exactly. Can we get a little origin story on pie? I brought my... When and where it came from. Oh, pie (laughs) Q. I did some research. Because I did not know all of this. Okay. I knew and some of it. I was too busy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did I did some research. And if you want to know the original origin story of Pi in its purest form. Yes. It takes I back, do. It tr- <laughs> Pi's were- Do tell. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Fascinating. Um, ancient Egyptians. Okay. Back in like 6000 BC. They made basically a rough galette. So it was this like, I guess you could call it a pastry base that contained honey and some other sweet things. Mm. And it was cooked and eaten. 
Great. <laughs> now say it like but David. Did it have like a? Did it have a filling? Like was it a? Was it sort of the pie as we would know it, or was it something just Not like a all. sweet pastry? It was more of just a honey covered pastry okay. originally, Sounds and you like can, baklava or something. Probably very similar. Yeah. They found yeah. like images of this on one of the pharaoh's tomb okay. walls at some point. I don't. I can't quote which one. Probably Ramses. <laughs> Friggin' guy. I heard he was a freak. <laughs> But yeah, and then it kind of got jumped around from there. Like the the Greeks had their own version, and the Romans had their own version, and then the Europeans got a hold of it, and then they brought it to America, and then they changed it. And it was at one point this like almost inedible pastry that was big, and it was thick, and it was gross, and it was just to kind of contain the meat inside. Like your classic sort of British meat pie kind of thing? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no. no, this is like many, many years ago. Like like early 13th century. Okay. If not yeah. earlier. Yep. And it was just more to encase the meat to keep the flavor in and the juices in without overcooking it. Okay. So you'd basically break off this oh, crust. Oh, I see. Okay. Throw the crust away. Right. Savages. <laughs> and then eat the insides. <laughs> Was it used in that way, like, to preserve stuff over time? Like, to keep stuff good for the yes, winter? Yes, yes. I think I read somewhere that there were a lot of people who would be traveling and taking it with them in this form because it was easier than trying to catch meat and hunt and, and, and catch meat. That was Can you weird, imagine? That was a weird way of saying hunting. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go see my parents. I don't want to go hunting. back in the 13th so. century, hunting used to be called catching meat. <laughs> there goes the pork chop. Get it. <laughs> Get it. Where do I even find bacon in the wild? Um, <laughs> you can edit that out, right? No. <laughs> My awkwardness. No, no, this is gold. This is comedy gold. It's good pod right there. Good pod. Good pod. Yeah, they take it with them basically as a as an easier way of transporting food for voyages and journeys, and then eventually the mm-hmm. the settlers of America. Um, transferred from doing mostly meat and savory pies to fruit pies because that's what was available here. And apples were easy to dry and store in barrels. And then that's why apple pie is so popular in America. Melody was like, they're not really from America. Like, it's America's apple pie. And I was like, I just took a guess. I was like, is it German? And she was like, yep. Pretty sure. Yeah. I I read that. Yeah. And there's- you said that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look (laughs) at different areas of the States, like- if you go to the Midwest where dairy was like readily available, you'll find more cream and custard pies mm. kind of originating just from there. Just because it's more easy to get just like Easy to get, yeah. So you kind of base it around the geographical region right. of what's available to you. So the right. Germans brought over like apple pie. Yeah. Um, well, if you look at an apple pie, it looks like a like a German pastry, essentially. Like that's what it yes. looks like to me. Yeah. With the little slits and stuff. Very similar to strudel. Yeah. Yeah. And streusel. There are many different forms of pie. <laughs> What's the difference between strudel and streusel? In sure. my opinion, strudel is uh, a sweet pastry that has filling and uh-huh. is sort of like braided over itself into okay. like a long, delicious snack yes. <laughs> that gets baked. And you can put like a like a drizzle or an icing on top. And streusel is the type of topping oh, on a fruit filling with yes. a pastry base. Okay. Which in streusel is usually, in, in what we make streusel out of is usually just brown sugar flour and butter okay so delicious it's so good (laughs) so i was trying to think of like fun stuff we could talk about in regards to pie and i looked into pieing or pie throwing or pie fighting Mm -hmm. there is so much to know about it (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you guys want to hear a little oh, bit? Please tell. Of course. I'm so excited to tell you. Pie throwing or pieing is the act of throwing a pie at a person. In pieing, the goal is usually to humiliate the victim while avoiding actual injury. I guess that's why it's so popular with pieing certain American presidents. <laughs> Wait, which president got pied? I, I don't know. I just know what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm nearly certain Jean Chrétien got pied in 1996. <gasps> yes, he did. Get there, Chris. Oh, sorry. 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 Jesus Christ. I jumped the shark there. <laughs> just uh, forget about me over here. <laughs> okay. I will. No, I'm just kidding. So, it was first seen in 1909 in a silent film called Mr. Flip. Mm-hmm. There are a number of films with extended pie-throwing scenes. So that includes some Charlie Chaplin, some Three Stooges, a bunch of other people I didn't know. And there's a film called The Great Race that was filmed in 1965, where they spent $200,000, which is $1.6 million today's money. Holy cannolis. On this pie fight scene, and they used 4,000 pies, one large cake, and it took five days to shoot. What? <laughs> oh my God. So we should all go home and watch that for oh our homework. Oh, my goodness. Monty that seems Python. like an obscene amount of pie. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, what, what What? would a pie retail for if they were spending, what did you say, $1.7 million on? <laughs> they were getting really good pies. That's yeah. incredible. These weren't just like... <laughs> just all locally like sourced ingredients. With- <laughs> you don't want a crappy pie if you're throwing it at someone's face. <laughs> no, you definitely not. Not from Costco. <laughs> all organic, all the way. <laughs> Um, yes, $1.6 million with inflation. Crazy. So Monty Python has done some Python stuff, really popular in Looney Tunes. So many more. There's also a World Custard Python Championships event that takes place annually in the village of Coxheath in Kent, England. You guys should do that. Fancy. Mm -hmm. I got to start working. (laughs) <laughs> on making your pies. Yeah. Well, I mean that that shot put pie through. Yeah. Oh yes, motion, yes. Right. You got yeah. the build for it. You yeah, can do I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna have to work <laughs> this shoulder real hard. And what kind of pie are you gonna throw? Because I think a lot of these are just like pie. Yeah, with shaving tins. cream, right? With, no, with you whipped, whipped cream. cream. Okay. Duh, you don't want to eat shaving cream. I don't know. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay. You, you can't get a really here, delicious and deep Sorry, coconut cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I have an aversion. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. I have an aversion to all things coconut, essentially. So that's you know we were friends at the beginning. (laughs) I know. I really thought there you guys had something going on. It's not the flavor. It's the texture of those dry bits of coconut that I cannot. You know what? I'm with you on that. I'm not a huge coconut fan. I do like coconut milk. If I have to have a latte, I'm I'm interested in all of the various Thai soups that are based on coconut flavors. I just don't the stringiness of the coconut. No, I'm not, not a fan me. either. Get stuck in your teeth. I'm also shockingly not a fan of custard. I do not like okay. cream pies. You're gonna like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm no. Sorry. Every time cream pies come up, I'm like, shut up, Melody. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk a little bit about pieing as a political act. Mm. So the first person to do this was Thomas King Forcade, the founder of High Times Magazine. And in 1970, he pied Otto N. Larson, the chairman of the President's Commission on Obscenity and Pornography. That seems like a really long time for someone to pie someone politically. Like it took 70 years for pieing to go from being a thing to someone pieing someone with a cause. I guess. Yeah. yeah that's a long time. I don't know. To pie with a cause. 
And in the through the 70s, so that was 1970. And then through the 70s, uh, there was a lot of pieing of various right wing <laughs> leaders. Okay. <laughs> and like spokespeople for these right wing movements, like anti abortion people, anti pot people, et cetera, et cetera. So and how, was the, how bad like real was thing. the security around these things that you could just walk in and be like, it's okay, I'm just eating my dessert. It's like a full size pie. <laughs> but like, nobody's going to stop you and be like, in what are you doing with that pie? In 1970, at that event, they were like, no, he just has a pie. He won't do anything with that. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> That's a fair point. Why would he throw that at anyone? No. Come Not on, anybody. a weapon. You sharing that pie? <laughs> Whoops. It's in the guy's face. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> word for word. In 1998, Bill Gates was pied in really? Belgium. Huh. Kenny uh-huh. Rogers has been pied. And what I found very funny is there are several quote-unquote terrorist pieing groups, including the Biotic Baking Brigade. They're American. What? <laughs> can, I'm sorry. Can you please repeat the name of that brigade? The Biotic Baking Brigade. I have to wow. Google that later. So they have pied or attempted to pie many conservative political pundits. I obviously cut and pasted this from the internet because pundits is not a word that I would use. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Including Ann Coulter, who has also been attacked with pie by a group called Al-Qaeda. Oh, man. That's that's a bit in bad taste. (laughs) Maybe. In Canada, there's a group called the Antartists, and they've also pied many people, including... Prime Minister Jean Chrétien in 1996, you thought? In the late 90s, mid to late 90s anyway. I I think I saw it on TV at some point. I bet it was all over TV. (laughs) (laughs) In 2003, in Calgary, they pied Ralph Klein, the premier of Alberta. And in their press release on it, they talked about how he was opposing the Kyoto Accord for the right of big corporations to pollute the same corporations that finance his campaign. So it was oh, like highly political. Oh, so he political. deserved it. <laughs> he deserved that pie in the face. Highly political. And then, yeah, so you have to be very care- <laughs> careful with non-consensual pieing, especially of political leaders. Okay. Just putting that out there if you're going to try this at home. This but, is the legal disclaimer. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So when Watch out, folks. Jean Chrétien was hit in the face with a pie... Okay, so this was in 2000 in Prince Edward Island. His attacker, quote-unquote, initially was given a prison sentence, but it says he subsequently received a conditional sentence. Okay. So, I don't know. Probably community, community service. service. Yeah, cleaning yeah. up like that. pie. <laughs> <laughs> you must um, clean up all of the pie that you dropped. There was a woman in Alberta who, she tried to pie the Premier Ed Stelmack um, at the Calgary Stampede in 2007, but she hit a security guard and she had to serve 30 days in prison. Ouch. And also, uh, there seems to be a lot of pieing in Alberta, specifically. Mm. Very, po- like, a, it seems like a really politically charged place. People seem to be into politics more there. And pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and another person served a 30-day sentence for getting Ralph Klein. I mean, how many of us haven't so. served a 30-day sentence? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just 30 days? <laughs> That's like a retreat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have on pieing. So now you guys know all about pieing. Hey, carrot. Hey, Chris. Did you just call me carrot? <laughs> hey, carrot. <laughs> he doesn't like carrots. He likes turnips. <laughs> you turn up. <laughs> yes, my love. <laughs> Would you like to tell us about the notorious number 
that is pi? Sure. I found out some interesting stuff about the number pi, which we all know is sort of 3.14159 and then a whole bunch of other stuff. I always thought erroneously yeah. that pi could be expressed as a fraction. I was under the impression it was just like a complex fraction or whatever, but apparently it is not. It's basically like an infinite series of a, of a number of fractions. It's a very complicated number. And it's never obviously been fully calculated because it's possibly infinite. It, it may or may not be infinite, the actual number itself. But what else did I find but out? But what is it? It's what, just a number? But yeah, what is it? What purpose does it serve? What is usually its Usually it's for calculating the the area or circumference of a circle. Okay. It's uh, the, the ratio between the radius to the circumference. Isn't there you it? go. Yeah. yeah. So one. you can use it in a... In number of equations, which means that it's tied to things like the orbits of planets, anything that Mm. spins. I think it is characterized as a math equation, like a... What I'm saying is it's not not a simple fraction. It's like an infinite series of fractions that are added together on the end of that number. Oh, okay. So it can't be expressed by real numbers in any succinct way. But I did find out like that the Egyptians, I think, or possibly Mesopotamians, kind of like calculated it down to like three and a seventh, about 2500 BC, I think it was. And that was the first iteration, which is like 3.142, which is pretty close. And they did that with just like triangles and squares kind of around, which were touching the edge of the circle. That's impressive. Wow. And then someone else in like 600 years ago decided to use a whole bunch of polygons and do a bunch of tables. You know, if you make like an octagon, it kind of starts to look like a circle. If you make it with 10 sides, it looks a little bit more like that. And if you lose like 96 sides, which is what he did, then it looks a lot like a circle. But he used (laughs) tables to try and calculate it with two of these 96-sided polygons, one on the outside of the circle, one on the inside. Anyway, it took him years and years and years, and he got it down to like eight or nine decimals. (laughs) Wow. But he was doing it to try and... your life's work. He was trying to make... I guess they had like these religious ceremonies. He was a monk, and he was trying to make these circles very perfectly for the ceremony. And so, he spent years and years and years trying to find this formula. To make these Instead circles. Of just using a compass? I guess. I mean, he could have just used a... <laughs> I mean, like, seriously? How about just, like, a piece of rope and, like, a stick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I would have gone with. Rope and yeah, stick. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like the easier way. There's also the movie pie. You guys know that movie? Pie, no. where the guy, like, drills into his head because he's oh, obsessed no, with why? the number oh, pie. Oh, God, no. It's like a classic 90s black and white, like, film noir horror no? Nobody? No. no. Oh, that, it's not even the word pie. It's the symbol pie. That's the name of the movie. Interesting. That's a classic one. should check it out. And it's the like two lines with the little mm-hmm. squiggly. On top. Yeah. yeah. Cool. The only movie I know of is Life of Pie, which I also have not seen. I've not seen that either. My mother gave me that book and I never read it. I think <laughs> I read it in mom. high school, but <laughs> I do not remember it. I just looked at the cover and I was like, I don't care about this tiger. <laughs> is there a tiger on it? Yeah. There's a tiger. Well, you like have a, to read it now. Like a kid with a tiger on a raft or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's I read close. one of his other yeah. books and I didn't care for him. Is there any connection? <clears throat> pardon me. Is there any connection between the number pie and actual pies that we eat, like the dessert, other than the name? Well, the you can word calculate pie. the surface area or the circumference exactly. of said pie with the number pie. <laughs> so you think it's uh, because it's a circle, not just because pie and pie sound the same? Just to confirm your take on it, Chris? I don't think they actually have anything to do with each other. 
Most I don't, likely not. Why someone, why a scientist would choose to, maybe it was like in, you know, maybe when if you said pi to someone in like 1750 or whenever yeah. they coined that term and made the symbol, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what that would mean to that person. Like, would, would a pi be called that or it would be like, you know, a fruit pastry thing? I don't know when the word pi, right, P-I-E, right, right, right. became associated with what we know of as pi. In the 1500s, it was P-Y-E from what I saw on the internet. Okay, I well, saw the same thing. I mean, it could be that a scientist was like, oh, it's round and I like pie. Let's call it <laughs> Does it have pie. anything to do with Pythagoras? It may, oh, because there's a bunch of triangles involved. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the Greeks and, and all, like, there was all other, you know, the Greeks and all those, they kind of came up with their own method to kind of find some approximation of this number that keeps popping up. Did you know that apple pie was first referenced in 1589 by a poet? And it was spelled P-I-E, not P-Y-E. Hmm. Interesting. So, Conflicting information. Ooh. I found that online. I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> the internet only tells the truth. It, the internet never lies. <laughs> if I've, if I've learned from one me. thing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. And you guys celebrate Pi Day at Perth Pi Co. Oh, yes. hell we do. We Should have a contest every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever can recite Pi to the farthest digit gets a free pie. What's the best someone's done? Uh, it was 52, but 49 so correctly. Crazy. She got the last two numbers inverted. She was also a scientist. So right, right. She also loves pie. And I don't think she was a scientist who used pie in her day-to-day work, but loves pie the food. Right. And thought, hey, I can memorize this number. Yeah. And mm-hmm. came in and, yeah. I think I used to it. be able to do, like, Avogadro's number down to, like, 15 decimals because you had to do that f- to do all the molar mass calculations in like second year chemistry i have no idea what you just said oh. but it sounds I pretty don't nerdy think it was english it's all good <laughs> you sound like a real ripper at parties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we take a break yes this episode is brought to you by just the tip hand poke tattoos and if you've been listening for a while You'll know that JTT Tattoos is one of our super besties and one of the show's co-creators, Sarah Wright. Sarah does detailed and whimsical custom handpoke tattoos, specializing in botanicals and super weird shit, which we know you love. And it's done in the comfort of a cozy wood fire warmed private studio in beautiful Perth, Ontario, Canada. Just the tip welcomes all bodies, meaning everybody is welcome, unless you're a dick, in which case you're not welcome. <laughs> Check out their work at Just the Tip Handpoke Tattoos on Instagram or at Just the Tip Handpoke Tattoos.com. That's J U S T T A G T. Nope, I'm not going to spell that. And you can book online. Just, just the, the Tip, tip Handpoke Tattoos.com. And now for our sponsored segment with Sarah Wright, it's Just the Tips. Okay, so we got a question from Ryan Urquhart, and he wants to go camping, but he's feeling nervous. He says, I want to go camping. What do I bring? I'm scared to camp. I'm scared of the woods. And I say, Ryan... It's easy. The answer's right in front of your face. Bring a fucking RV, you idiot. Got it. 
and have a great time. Thanks. Bye. If you have any questions for Sarah, send them in to teachmetigerpodcast at gmail.com and listen for them on an upcoming show. Thanks, Sarah. Just, Just the, the tip and tattoos.com. So our listener, Anna, Anna Branny. Hey, Anna. She suggested that we discuss the movie American Pie. Oh, yes. So how many of you have had sex with a pie? I have. No, I'm kidding. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little concern there. <laughs> Just for the record, that is not sanitary. <laughs> I'm not even sure there's enough friction there. There's... <laughs> No, you just make a really big mess. Yeah. How deep is this pie? Yeah. <laughs> These are all great questions. Is it a hand pie? Is it a hair pie? I'm just wondering. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, have you guys all seen American Pie? Yes. Yes. A very long time ago. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so the famous scene, in case people don't remember, is when Jim, whose friend had described the feeling of third base as feeling like a warm apple pie, sees one on the counter... And his mom left a little note saying, I know you love pies. (laughs) I know you love poise. Have fun. See you you later. You love poise. Have some of this Hawaiian fish (laughs) poi. Quit making fun of me, Chris. It's my podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about American poi, the Hawaiian version of American pie. (laughs) And so then he decides to test this out. And his dad, played by Eugene Levy, walks in. That's a famous Canadian. Yeah. Yep. He's pretty cool. He's got great eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Love to meet him. Um, My friend works in Golden... No. Is that what it's called? In the town where they film that show. Oh, where it, they film Shit's Creek? Yes. <gasps> and she gets pastries where they all get their pastries. Oh, so. my goodness. Wow. She's seen him and stuff. Oh, pretty big deal. man. <laughs> He's probably nice. I would guess that he's I nice. I would guess he's nice. I feel like he and Dan would be so nice. I feel like we could be best friends. You and Dan and Eugene? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'll feed them all the pie to stay friends with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple fun facts. The pie scene was not in the original draft of the movie. Huh. It wasn't even called American really? Pie. Nothing about pie. Huh. What? But then Chris Klein apparently made a joke about sex feeling like a warm apple pie, and so then they wrote it in. Wait, did they like... After that, tailor the movie around it. Like, well, I mean, it wasn't really title. about pie. It yeah. was really just that one scene. It's sort it? of like an uh, American tapestry of teenage life. So Jason Biggs, who plays Jim, before filming the scene where he bones the pie, apparently he actually <laughs> freaked out and called his manager, worried that it would ruin his career, and was like, oh, I don't know if I could do it, man. His hmm. manager's like, you have sex with that pie. You give it to that pie. And then it's like what made him famous. So. What ruined his career was the fact that he can't act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he agreed to do four more movies of American Pie based on the fact that he fucked a pie. Jason Biggs, we are calling you out. <laughs> um, and in an interview that I read online with Jason Biggs, he actually said that he'd heard about this kid in like Idaho, I think, or maybe Ohio. I think it was Idaho, who'd burned his penis. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's sensitive skin. Do you want a hot pie out of the oven? Can't dip that in. A pie. <laughs> so I tried to track down if this was real or not, and it's actually very difficult to tell if it's an urban legend. Okay. It's all over the internet. For his sake, I hope it's not real. The filling in pies gets incredibly hot because it's so full of sugar. It's like a syrup, right? So it yeah. can get over the boiling temperature of water. And some of them right? get baked at like 475 right. degrees yeah. Fahrenheit. That's scary. Don't put your wiener in there. No. no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Danger zone. <laughs> so I did find in, in trying to figure out if this is a real thing, I found an article online called are people really having sex with pies? An investigation. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Someone's actually dedicating their time to that. <laughs> and they basically concluded that it's not really a thing. No. Although they mentioned a Playboy article where the reporter did test it out. And he said that although the quote unquote initial thrust felt good, the pastry is too shallow to have any real fun with. And you can only have sex in the missionary position unless you're fine leaving a catastrophic mess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he should have tried a hand pie. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm getting looks. <laughs> like, I feel like a Danish would be better. You could at least, <laughs> you know, one of those, like, the Danishes with, like, the crisscrosses on top. It uh-huh. is, at least sort of forms, like, a tunnel. Yeah. A stack of donuts? I guess that would be better. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho. <laughs> I have a pie fact. Okay. Yeah, I want Josh's pie fact. So, Urban Dictionary defines cooking pies as uh, cooking meth. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's another another term for cooking meth. I mean, fun fact. Yeah, anything you can kind of throw in where you're like, you want to cook pies? You're just talking to someone else who already knows what you're going to go and do. (laughs) (laughs) If you're throwing that kind of shit around. (laughs) Unless you're Cassie and Josh, in which case you're going to bake some pies. We don't cook meth. Stop asking. The trailer outside of our home is not for cooking meth, despite all of the chemicals. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the crack pie we're cooking in there. Can I go back to crack pie for a second? Yeah, I'm just curious. What was the actual flavor, though? Was it like a sugar pie, or did it have... It was was basically a mild sugar pie. What the hell is a sugar pie? Sugar pie is like a French-Canadian pie. It's basically... uh, It's like pecan pie, but without pecans, right? Pretty much. Okay, so like... Like sugar, corn syrup. Yeah, yeah. Like a gelled kind of thing. Yeah. 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 We we make a maple sugar pie that Mm. blows... Christina Torshin's okay. crack pie oh, yeah. right out of the Well, we are in maple country, so that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Okay, so contentious pies. So what came to mind for me, because people feel really passionately about pie flavors. I'm yes. sure you've noticed. Oh, yes. yes. My God, yes. So two that people really hate that I personally really like are mincemeat and pumpkin. Right. So... Mincemeat is You either- look like you don't like it. <laughs> no. I, like I, I fall either. in the category of you either you love it or you hate it, and I, I hate it. It's fine. Do you hate I black like- licorice, too? No, I love black oh, licorice. Okay. And it's funny, because most people who like Christmas cake, which has very similar flavors mm-hmm. and ingredients, usually like mincemeat. Yeah. And vice versa. If you don't like Christmas cake, you don't like mincemeat pie. Yeah. I love Christmas cake, and I hate mincemeat pie. Yeah. Interesting. Just, just for clarity, mincemeat is not minced meat. No. Right? There's not meat. It's not a tortier. It's not ground although, meat. Although a coworker there, of mine did make that mistake, yeah. and he asked for a mincemeat pie, so I brought him yeah. one, and he's like, yeah, I had it for dinner last night. And I was like, you mean you had it for dessert last night? And he goes, no, I had half of it for dinner, and you know, I'm going to eat the other half tomorrow night. It was full of meat. What? And I was like, no, dude, that's a dessert pie it's full of currants and raisins he goes oh i think i wanted a meat pie <laughs> yeah i think i think he meant to order a tortier yeah he, he, meant to order a tortier. he did eat it for two nights in a row though what about pumpkin because for me pumpkin has no place culinarily either in beer coffee cookies uh, pies it should just be it's a gourd for looking at and that's all it is see i wrong. disagree hmm I love it as a pie. 
It's so, one of my favorites. Me not too. a fan. And I typically do not like sweet and savory together. Okay. But this is one of my exceptions. Something about I, I, there, I, I sound like I'm really picky because I'm like I don't like coconut, I don't like pumpkin, but those are pretty much the only two things in the world that I don't really get down on is the texture of coconut and the taste of pumpkin. You okay. also have been rejecting my quiches as of late. That's only because I don't know. There's something <laughs> dull about scrambled eggs inside of a case. It's not like I don't like the quiches flavor. Quiches are delicious. We're not friends anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, Chris? <laughs> Maybe I just don't like your quiche. Divorce oh. isn't too late. My <laughs> <laughs> quiche is delicious. It's boring. <laughs> what else? What else falls into that category? Um, Anything with rhubarb in it. Oh, yes. oh my God. If I love rhubarb. rhubarb pot. Yeah. We, we're big rhubarb people. We Same definitely are into if, rhubarb. If anybody feels like digging into our uh, Google uh, oh, reviews. Our Google reviews. Okay. Oh, my. Uh, we got a negative review uh, from a customer who said that uh, it was ridiculous for us to put a a weed in a beautiful garden. No, 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 no. Uh, His exact it? words were, I don't understand why anyone would hide rhubarb in a fruit pie. But you don't plant weeds in a garden. Hold on. Hold on. Why not just not have... I mean, I'm sure it's oh, labeled yeah, no. as a it having rhubarb well, in well, it. Well, well, well. Okay, so it was a bumbleberry pie, which okay. is rhubarb, apple, blackberry, and okay, raspberry. Okay, okay, And okay. he was told those were the ingredients. Right. I think he forgot, or he just chose not to hear the uh, word okay. rhubarb. Okay. And obviously, he's never heard of a rhubarb pie or a strawberry rhubarb pie. Yeah, I mean, pie. strawberry rhubarb pie is like... It's one of the classics. That's got to be, yeah. again, in my top three, I think. Strawberry rhubarb... The wild blueberry. What's your What's your third? I need to know your third now. Definitely not coconut cream. I mean, not pumpkin. Pecan is got to be up there. Like that's a classic pie. I think those are my top three. I guess those are good choices. Yeah, apples like probably a close fourth. Oh, so ho hum. No, it's pretty good. <laughs> you are a basic bitch. <laughs> you just said that quiches were boring. And you picked the most boring pie. I'll murder all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully with pie. <laughs> yes. Can we get a top three from everybody? Melody, sure, top yeah. three pies. Oh, God. Three? Top three? Yeah. Um, Rhubarb is up there. Definitely pumpkin. Like I actually just straight think- rhubarb or strawberry rhubarb? I have always just made rhubarb, but okay. probably strawberry rhubarb is a little bit better. It just sweetens it up a yeah, little bit, yeah, I feel sweeter. like. Yeah. I think pumpkin's my number one, though. Yeah. You disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm with you. Thank you. Um, I don't know about my number three. You guys say yours, and then I'll probably want one. We'll swing back to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Josh? Raspberry I, peach. I was going to say. These are all going to be super refined. Like yeah. Ra- Raspberry peach is my number one, for sure. That sounds good. Uh, we have the ever had. What the heck? Okay. So, <laughs> so this is this is off menu. This okay. is off menu. Then this is a, a shout out to our friend Joe that named this pie. Hi, it's the, Joe. It's the best damn pie you ever had. Wait, and it's uh, not on the menu? It. It's not no. on the menu. Okay. It's, it's an expensive it's pie. Oh, it's too hard to make. Pie. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Um, so it's uh, maple sugar pie yeah. with uh, pecans and walnuts in it. Okay. And? With a crumble top. Okay. And? 
and a streusel top on top. Yeah, there of you that. go. Wow. <laughs> it's Crumble very, and streusel. You guys yes. couldn't do just very, like a limited release, like thirty bucks sweet. a pie. That's what we charge. That's what we charge. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it cost Good. us to yeah. make the oh, pie. Shit. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a, cheap. It's very very sweet, so you only need a little piece. But right. it is yeah, little goes the best a long damn way. Pie okay. you ever had. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it's called the Everhad. Okay, pie. so Raspberry Peach was number one. Yeah, the Everhad is number two. What is number three? Ooh, uh, that's that's a tight one between the coconut cream and the Haskat meringue. Ooh. Oh, Haskat. Narrow it down. I That's love a, the Haskat meringue. How, where do you get ha- like? What, we, we got a we, guy. We got a guy. I was going to say, like, where do you get Haskat? <laughs> like, it's not like you just go to the there's, grocery store and get Haskat. No, but there is a guy who, I don't know if he moved to the area or if he's been here a while, okay. but he has done his research and he has bought hundreds. Oh. Of Haskat. So he's just growing Haskat. He's, and he's he is, bought four different varieties. so that uh, And he started this he, like four years ago. So he's our Haskat That's guy. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell I mean, me what you're talking about, Haskaps? Haskaps. It's, um, it's like a long blueberry, but tart. Yeah. And okay. very juicy. There's only like a handful of fruits that you can really grow in a northern climate. And Haskap is sort of one of those. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's native to like the boreal forests of North America I've been, and Siberia and parts of Japan. I've been trying to grow pawpaws. Oh, from seed for a number of years, and I have not yet succeeded. <laughs> there were a number of pawpaws planted on our property, but none of them made it past like year three. Oh, and that's usually like the year, like yeah, when it starts doing stuff. And there, it's essentially like a like a North American mango, like a creamy, yeah. interesting fruit. I've also tried to do beach plums, which I also failed at, which is another weird fruit. It's a plum the size of a grape. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Back to pies. <laughs> I want to know, is it coconut cream or is it Haskap for your third? That coconut cream pie is amazing. It really is. That Haskap is fantastic, though. Yeah. I can't you decide. You gotta pick one. I can't decide. Pick one. I can't decide. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. Pardon me, everybody. We're having a domestic. <laughs> Cassie, top three. Let, let's let's give let's give Josh a breather. Okay, I don't. I don't. I'm not good at making choices or decisions <laughs> okay. or narrowing things you, down. You, okay, tell you what, so cherry you, you don't pie. Need, if you don't want to, you don't have to order them. Uh, if you, if you can't. I'm not going to. They're okay. not going to be in any particular order. But tart cherry pie. We use red sour mm. cherries. It is by far like my go-to. The chocolate cherry with whipped cream on it. Oh yeah, chocolate mm. pastry with cherry filling and whipped cream on top. It's yeah. like wow. basically black forest. Cake, yeah. But we call that the Black Forest Sounds Pie. It's amazing. So good. I've been babying our our tart cherry trees for a number of years. We have three. Oh, nice. Yes. Waiting for cherries. <laughs> I can help you make pies with those. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so cherry pie, apple cranberry with crumble oh, topping. Yeah. That's like Sounds a nice mix good. of oh, so I don't good. think I've ever Sweet had anything like that. I don't so think I've ever good. had cranberry in a pie. Oh, it's one of my favorite things mm. to, to put in a pie. I, I gravitate towards the tart flavors. I'm more of a tart over a sweet okay. kind of pie gal. There's still a lot of sugar in a tart pie, though, right? Yes. There's a decent amount. Yeah. We don't- <laughs> we try not going to sugarcoat it. Yes, I went there. I just said that. I don't know. What's my third one? Wild blueberries. Delicious. Yeah. And I love it as our, our Pop-Tart style Hand pies. Oh, I saw on Instagram you're doing pop tarts. Pie tarts. Uh, 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 Hold on, air in quotes, quotes on air quotes, air quotes, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. air quotes. Pop-tarts. Pie tarts. Yes, yes, pie tarts. Or as one of my employees likes to call them, fruit boxes. I have a fruit box. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
I thought of my third. Okay. Ooh, yes. Well, it's a toss up, but they're very similar. Either lemon meringue. I know it's like Ooh. maybe that's a little pedestrian, but it's so good. I'm gonna make that my third too because yeah. it's so good. I love lemon or like a good key lime pie is really delicious. Oh yeah. Also. Okay, I'm gonna change that to my third. <laughs> <laughs> we made a a key lime pie. With those tiny little key limes, it took us hours and hours to juice these damn things. Juicing those by hand is not recommended. Oh my God. But yeah, it tastes so good. Okay, can I talk to you guys about surprise pies? Yeah. What's yeah? Okay. Surprise pies. <laughs> do you? Do, does anyone besides Melody and I know what surprise pies are? No, I don't. Josh, I mean, do you know? I have no idea what a the literal oh. interpretation to me is that it's a pie and it's a surprise. So, <laughs> so fun fact: before yeah. we get too deep yeah. into it, do you uh, have you guys seen the little pie birds? No. They stick in like a center. It's a little ceramic bird that you stick in the center of a pie. And I like have actually steam seen it. That, yes. So the origin. So where those originally came from mm-hmm. is surprise pies. Sweet. So, are you familiar with the nursery rhyme about blackbirds baked in a pie? Oh, yeah. Yep. Sing a song of sixpence, a pocket full of rye, four and twenty blackbirds baked in a pie. Josh, you're looking around like, we're crazy people. I have not heard this. Okay. Really? That's just a classic mother goose. I think I've read that a million times because Holly was super into nursery rhymes when she was two. Yeah, super into it. I'm amazed you've never heard of this. We'll have to no. do some research together later. That's like a like a probably <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what they call it research. That's like middle middle probably middle ages kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. it was yeah. written in like the. the did you look? I did not no. look this up. Did I? It was written in the 1800s. Okay, I believe. that's much more. It was actually later than, than I thought. Yeah. yeah. It was later than I thought it would be. So, fun fact. First of all, the original lyrics were four and 20 naughty boys baked in a pie. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? <laughs> How big were these boys? How big was the pie? <laughs> so, it turns out that in 16th century England, surprise pies were very popular among the super rich. Oh, yeah. And all kinds of creatures could be placed inside of the pies, including frogs, squirrels, foxes, and birds. Yeah. But it actually goes further back than that. So medieval Europeans stuffed pies with live frogs to watch them hop out. Okay, so this is like (laughs) a pie assembled, cooked, and then things placed inside of it? They would basically keep an opening in the bottom of the crust, Mm -hmm. which was not what you would consider pie crust today. It was very different. Right. Um, It was more of an animal holding crust than a... (laughs) Pretty much. Like a little tiny animal cage. But these were like big, like show-stopping centerpieces. Right, with a bunch of birds or With a bunch of... Yeah, so they would bake them. They wouldn't fill them with food necessarily right. they would just shove a bunch of like animals awesome. in them. so i yeah. read that you you would fill it i read a recipe from 1474 from an italian cookbook and this was sort of like the famous Uh-oh. the standard <laughs> but they would fill it with flour and then drain the flour out after to like hold the shape oh. of the oh, inside that makes that sense, makes sense. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you'd need something to they could have done salt too that would have worked as well just my two cents. That would have been expensive. I suppose, yes. yeah. Salt was probably a lot more expensive then. Sugar was yeah, probably even more expensive than salt at that point, too. Huh. In 1626, the Duke and Duchess of Buckingham gifted Charles I a pie containing the live Sir Geoffrey Hudson, who was a famous little person who would go on to serve in the court. Hmm. And 
it also became a bit of a thing in the late 1800s for ladies to jump out of giant pies. Huh. Yes, I've heard this. So it became famous after... Just like strippers out of cakes. Yes. Yeah. It became famous under siege. after Stanford White. Do you guys know who he is? No. I he was this like big shot, super rich, super scandalous architect in New York okay. in the late 1800s. There's actually a whole podcast about him and um, Evelyn Nesbitt, who is the most beautiful girl at the time in New York. Okay. Do you know the show Criminal? No. Okay, so I looked it up. It's episode 91 of Criminal called The It Girl. My little sidebar, but go listen to that. Stanford White put on a very lavish dinner party in New York City in 1895 that included a very scantily clad girl emerging from a giant pie singing Sing a Song Sixpence. Uh, And she actually went missing after that. Oh. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Creepy. Yeah. I think he was a bit of a creep. Dun-dun-dun. And yeah, by the 1950s, women were popping out of pies and cakes all over the place. Sweet. It's fallen out of favor because, like, women's lib and stuff. So, like, by, the, <laughs> by the 1970s, that they weren't so popular. <laughs> but you still see it at bachelor parties, I guess. I don't know. Have you guys ever had a stripper come out of a cake or pie? No, just party? a doorway. <laughs> the only reference to that I've legitimately seen in pop culture is the movie Under Siege. With that, with that very classic scene with the Playboy model coming out of the cake topless. I haven't uh, seen it. Okay. Probably one You're of my, missing anything. my earliest experiences <laughs> with a nude woman on film. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful breasts. Truly. <laughs> Isn't there something like wild going on with Steven Seagal now where like people have to call him sensei or something? He's like a bounty hunter, like a legitimate bounty hunter. Like I think he's a cop. Really? Like a working police officer or something. Maybe a ranger, like a Texas ranger or something. Yeah, he's crazy. I think he makes people call him... I don't know if sensei is the right word. Could be. Anyway, he has a special title now. It's weird ponytail. <laughs> yeah. I did come across this really gross fact. Do you, do you know what lampreys are? Yep. No. Can you visualize a lamprey? Mm-hmm. Lampreys, marine bio break, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> lampreys are one of the most primitive vertebrates they don't have an actual vertebral column they're a type of fish that uses a suction mouth usually to either rip flesh or suck blood from other animals they don't have an actual they have their jawless fish they don't have a backbone they just have like a stiffening rod that goes down the back but their like sucker mouth is full of like tiny little barbed teeth yeah like like also really nightmares. Pretty much yeah. stuff. Hagfish is another word for them, although that's Hag-fish. a slightly different version of a jawless fish. And they're, they're decent size. They're like where do like they live? It's an invasive. I mean, species, lampreys live in the Great Lakes now. Yeah, they're in the Great Lakes. Wow. They're also in, in <clears throat> Europe, um, but although hag- they're endangered in Europe. Now. Hagfish live. Their relatives are pan-global. They're in the oceans. So, so fun fact. Yes, there is a city of Gloucester, England, who yeah. every year will ship lamprey from the ontario great lakes because okay. it is an endangered species in england because of overfishing because it's <laughs> so delicious apparently and they make a pie a lamprey pie mm. and for every coronation or jubilee they present it to wow. the queen or whomever's on the throne excuse me while they throw up <laughs> right <laughs> and make this like presentation of a lamprey pie to the th- whoever's that sitting cannot, on the throne. It's that very, that's very popular in England. It's, wow. it's a lamprey it's pie. A it's a delicacy. It's there. Mashed peas, I guarantee gravy, their, and lamprey pie. Their meat has to be almost jelly-like because yeah, of the weird, like the weird consistency of that fish, quote-unquote. Yeah. 
It's it's something Gross. if for those of you who don't know biology, a lamprey is somewhere between a worm and a fish. Like it's not like an eel really fish. a fish. But even eels are quite modern fish. They're bony. That is true. They have the same flesh type. And a lamprey's flesh is more like that of an invertebrate or some sort of worm. Have any of you eaten worms? No. No. Not knowing. But I am on my, <laughs> I am later going to the garden to eat worms. Great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about pie crusts. Yeah. I've never uh, been good at pie crusts at all. I'd say very bad at pie crusts. A lot of people are scared of it. And it's that's scary, key. man. But you, you can't let them. That's you, key to they, our business because th- that's why they come to us because our pie crust is so good. Mm. I was going to go funny with that and say that they smell fear. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> they can smell the fear. You just have to go in with confidence. Right. But no, there's there's a lot of people that don't know the chemistry behind it, or they don't, no one's ever showed them, and mm-hmm. they think it's like bread, and it's not like making bread. It's very delicate, and you don't want to let it smell the fear. Right. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Just have all the confidence going pie. in. <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, what would be the difference between if you're making a vegan crust... Which I assume you'd use like Crisco or whatever. Yeah, you'd have to use some sort of shortening. I wouldn't recommend Earth Balance because it's very salty. I've tried that with filling to do a vegan curd pie. We tried to do lemon curd. No, I didn't read the ingredients and I didn't realize there was salt oh, no. and I tasted it and it was horrible. Typically, it's it's vegetable shortening or I think coconut oil if hmm. it solidifies oh, at room temperature yeah. but okay. it wouldn't it wouldn't like you couldn't use the liquid coconut you oil. still need to right. add thickeners like tapioca starch yes. or uh, potato starch or hmm. something yeah. like that or rice starch something something that would seriously it thicken shape. it up yeah but yeah so um for vegan options i think vegetable shortening is the best bet although it's not the healthiest option the trans pies are typically very healthy yeah. well well mm, <laughs> In more in the fact that it's it's hydrogenated, which isn't the greatest right. for you, and it's got palm oil, so it's bad for the orangutans. Right, right. Yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe if you're going to do a uh, a vegan pie crust at home, go with you know maybe a uh, graham cracker crust or a cookie mm. crust or something like that for your desserts, and save a pie crust like that for a, a savory pie if you were going yeah. to do that way, because mm. uh, there are better sweet options out there than um, using the Crisco. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so then what's going to be the difference between if you're doing, like, I know some people do a butter crust. Yeah, butter's good. Versus lard. Lard is also good. Lard is the best. Traditionally, lard is is what's 100% bacon butter. Yeah. Right on. It's the best way to go. It's natural. It's delicious. It's solid at room temperature. Like rendered pork fat. It's, yeah, leaf leaf lard. So rendered pork fat. So it's it's completely white. There's no, like, meatiness or porkiness or flavor to it. But butter is also delicious in its own. It's just a little bit more expensive right. than leaf lard. Although some people, have, I've heard other bakers who say, you know, leaf lard is best for savory pies. Butter is best for fruit pies. Mm. That way you're not getting any kind of I guess meaty, meaty aftertaste. flavor. Yeah. But we use leaf lard for all of our crust and we've never had that flavor right. no. profile show up in any of the crusts. Would that be like commercially produced? Yes. yes. So you they, can they get probably, it locally produced. They probably is, like got that process down to where there's no real meat. The flavor in lard comes from little bits of meat being left in exactly. to the I fat. Think mm-hmm. I think it's so highly filtered yeah. that it's there's no chance of yeah. that happening. 
But butter, butter is good. It's just if I'm making pie for myself at home and I only want to make a single crust, I'll use butter because I can do a nice quick pastry and a food processor Mm -hmm. and use butter for that because I have that at home. I don't typically have lard at home. But the pastry we use at the bakery is very different than the pastry that I make at home. It's mm. The pastry at home is a very dry dough that barely holds its shape. And the one at the bakery is very high moisture content, okay. um, like 65, 75% hydration. So it's, uh, it's a lot more forgiving okay. in that setting. Whereas I'm only making one pie at home. I'm only rolling out the dough once mm. and it's very tender and you don't want to overwork it as much. Whereas the, one with more hydration is more forgiving than that. I'm Even shocked to hear that you make pies am, at home. I'm also shocked that your process is different because like, do you experiment at home or at work when Both. you're okay? Okay. Although not at home so much anymore. I've kind of, I've tried to stop. Yeah. Doing- segregate your work life from your home. <laughs> yeah. Life. yeah. So I brought like our stand mixer to work. I brought all of my baking tools to work and all of my baking ingredients to work. Cause right. I just don't want to risk, you know, relapsing at home and being like, I got to make this now. (laughs) Like, no, I can wait until you're back at work tomorrow. (laughs) What do you think about (laughs) gluten-free pie? Is that even a thing? Is there... Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Would you call that pie? I... I mean, technically, pie is is thrown around a lot. If it's a pastry encompassing some sort of filling, right? So, yes, um, it's technically pie. uh, We get uh, asked for gluten-free options all the time. And I wish that I could accommodate every food allergy, but I, I am asked this question while wearing an apron caked in (laughs) flour. Yeah. Like you'd have to have a separate building. You need an entire separate building. And I know little stream has done this and Graham's doing a great job with it. So I usually just recommend people to him or to purist. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably, yeah, like leave it to a specialized business that's exactly. doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Like we yeah. can do no gluten added, so we can call it like a gluten friendly for someone who's not celiac. But if you're celiac, you term. shouldn't be. Don't in, even step yeah. in the doors. In yeah. we our love space, you, but don't step in the doors. There's flour in the air, yeah. like it gets right. everywhere, everywhere. And it's just not something that I want to risk with someone yeah, getting course. sick. So with this gluten friendly option, you, do you make that for people? Not in pie, no. We do okay. other treats that are gluten-friendly, like we'll do squares or meringue cookies, things that are a little bit easier to control. Right. But pastry that doesn't have gluten in it is a whole nother ball game. Yeah. There's so much chemistry behind it. You have to actually look into all the different types of starches and usually mix different starches with different thickeners. Different so that flours. It, you got to mix uh, almond flour with... Or chickpea uh, flour chickpea and then flour, sorghum yeah. flour and then yeah. xanthan gum to kind of like bind it. And it's, it's just... Sounds it's like a, a nightmare. It's a lot of science that I don't understand, to be honest. And it's not something that I really want to get into. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that made us successful in business is that we do one thing really, really yeah. good, right? Right. We make... Our pies from scratch every day by hand, no fillers, no preservatives, no artificial colors, no artificial flavors, just like grandma used to make. Grandma did not used to make gluten-free pie. Right. Right. So we're going to stick to that. You're authentic. Because that's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do really, really well. And we are going to guide you to the other people that do gluten-free here in Perth really, really well. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) So um, one more thing which is to ask if you have a top tip or a hack that you would divulge. I'm not asking for your secret recipe, (laughs) but if you have like, you know, a little 
to brew. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. <laughs> so pro tip for pastry. Yeah. If you're making it and rolling it out yourself. Yeah. Make sure all of your ingredients are as cold as possible. Yes. And let it rest in a cold place when you're not using it. So if you're making pastry, cold ingredients, let it rest in the fridge once you've combined it before you roll it out. And then once you've got your pie assembled, put it back in a cold place if mm. you're not baking it immediately. Ideally, a freezer. And just go for it. And don't let it smell the fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if you're using really wet dough like we do, the pastry, for whatever chemical science reason, bakes best from frozen. So don't oh. let it sit out at room temperature while you wait for your oven to heat up. Okay. Heat up your oven, keep your pie in the freezer, and throw it in from frozen. Interesting. Maybe it keeps more moisture in. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. We've we've Everything tested a bunch of different ways. Uh, more evenly. I mean, at least with our recipe <laughs> for pies, mm-hmm. um, uh, being the, the starting out as a wholesale bakery, we 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 make our pies and then put them immediately into the freezer and then bake them fresh right. uh, from that because that's how we get the best product. Is that how you sell them in other retail locations? We, we do both. So there's okay. some, some of our clients take just frozen raw pies that mm. they then sell as a frozen product out of their freezer and it's like take and bake. And then other clients would prefer baked ones. So we'll bake it for them, wrap it, box it, send it out as a baked product. But then it has a shorter shelf life too. So it has right. to, you have to have a quick turnover with those. Cool. <laughs> turnover. it's a whole other ball game next week the turnover ball game (laughs) (laughs) did you have any fun pie facts that you were excited to share that you didn't get an opportunity to yeah i totally do um (laughs) this is just for americans uh, americans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously their favorite is Apple, historically. Yes, yes. We went over that. But did you know that they buy over 186 million pies every year at just grocery stores? That's oh, not, wow. That's not including Costco or individual bakeries or roadside stands, because hmm. you know there are some. Yeah. Just grocery stores. That's a lot of pie. That's a lot, a lot of, pie. of pie. There's also a town in New Mexico called Pie Town. Mm. What? Yeah. Delicious. I want to right? go to Pie Town. <laughs> I want to be the mayor. <laughs> Ooh, oh, here's a good one. I don't know who Cromwell is, but Cromwell is credited with banning pie or making it illegal in 1644. It was a pagan form of pleasure, and all pagan forms of pleasure were apparently banned for a number of years. I mean, that makes sense, don't you think? Right? And all- then it was lifted like... <laughs> Not even 20 years later. They're talking about Oliver Cromwell, who was a prominent political and religious figure in that the dude. 16th century England. Yeah, 20 years, you said? Yeah, so from 1644 I mean, to long, 1660. That's yeah. a long time yeah. to like, deny the world of such pagan pleasures. Right? Cromwell, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> ooh, 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 yes. Here's another good one. Um, not a general pie fact, but our pie fact. Um, I had Josh on the drive over right mm-hmm. down our top five pies from last year. Mm. Yeah. Perth loves <laughs> apple. Mm. That does not surprise me. Are you going to go five to one or one to five? Which would you prefer? Five to one. Five to one. Okay. So five. Number five. <laughs> Josh's personal favorite. Yep. 
raspberry peach. Mm. And I would just like to point out that number six was cherry, which is my favorite. Doesn't matter. I still won. (laughs) We have a bet at the beginning of every year and I still won. Yeah. All right. Um, Number four. (laughs) Number four, raspberry. Mm. Just plain raspberry on its own, which is quite delicious. Number three, wild blueberry. Number two, strawberry rhubarb. And number one was apple. There you go. Yeah. Strawberry rhubarb was number two. Wow. Yeah. So you got good taste. Eat it. Yep. Guy on Google <laughs> reviews. Melody makes a delicious like rhubarb crumble. That's pretty well how we mm. eat our rhubarb is with, mm. in a crumble. It's, it's delicious. delicious. Yeah. One of my yeah. staff grew up on a farm eating rhubarb from her garden, just like grabbing a stick mm. of it. Don't and do that. And, like, as long as she wasn't getting maniacs. it late in the season and getting that oxalic acid on. No. <laughs> It's, it's poisonous. <laughs> but isn't it just Fun in the leaves? <laughs> what? Isn't it just in the leaves? It creeps down into the stem as the as the season progresses, so that's why they say you should stop harvesting it at some point. Oh, okay. yeah. So you, you want to harvest in the spring and summer, like early summer. Yeah, you don't want late yeah. season rubes. All right, and not Our, eat. What's the other one that looks like rhubarb? Burdock. Burdock. Our friend Justine made a whole crumble, and her oh, whole her family ate the burdock no. crumble. And like ate it right up. Oh no! <laughs> and they were fine. They must have put a lot of sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're fine. Is it poisonous? It's it's supposed to be not good for you. Yeah. Okay, I don't I know think, if it's poisonous. I don't actually know if oxalic acid is poisonous. It'll just give you an upset stomach. I yeah, think. yeah. Bet you they were all in their bathrooms yeah. the next day. <laughs> <laughs> we call it a cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're in the final stretch, guys. Home stretch. What have you guys been listening to? Anything interesting? Like podcasts or music? Do you have a particular car jam that's really, you're really feeling? I have a playlist that I made of songs that I like to sing when no one's around. (laughs) So the shower or my car. (laughs) That's usually on repeat. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite song to sing in the shower? Oh, the acoustics are so good in there. The acoustics are perfect for the sold out third leg of my world tour. (laughs) Um, Are they all pie themed songs? No, not a single one of them. Except for Warren's Cherry Pie. No, I don't think there's any particular... Oh, no, there is a particular one. Oh, my goodness. How could I forget? Schitt's Creek, the Noah Reed version of Simply the Best. Hmm. Okay. It is incredible. It is so lovely. Schitt's Creek like the show? Yeah. I call you when I need you and my heart's on fire. You come to me wild and wild. You come to me and give me everything I need. Give me a lifetime of promises and a world of dreams. Speak the language of love like you know what it means. And it can't be wrong. Take my heart and make it strong, babe. You're simply the best. That's nice. He's incredible. I also usually sing it to Josh in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Sing it, baby. No. (laughs) 
Are he and Dan Levy like in love or something? Dan Levy's character. Oh, they're in love. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's That's serenading Dan Levy at this point. Dan it was supposed Levy. to be like a karaoke night, and he's like, "I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna sing a song," and Dan Levy's character is all like, "Uh, no, don't do that. That's public." Ah, and this magic happened, and then he reciprocates later, but he doesn't sing back to him. It's in private. It's still in their shop, but it's in private. And he plays Tina Turner's version and dances oh. to Noah Reed's character. Yeah. Too bad podcasts aren't a visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't get to see my cool move right there. <laughs> I want to see Dan Levy. I was really into The Hills. Did you guys Did you guys used to watch The Hills? No. Okay. Sorry. He did The Hills after show, and I loved him. <laughs> hey, fun fact. Noah Reed yeah. was the original voice of Franklin the Turtle. Really? What? Yeah. Interesting. He's actually really, like, he's, like, he's a professional musician and actor what's his favorite pie <laughs> just kidding <laughs> oh, i wish i knew i would send him one josh what have you been listening to i listen to a lot of uh, audiobooks on my drive into ottawa every day and that's right home yeah uh, i literally just pick whatever the next one is available in the most popular list on libby and it uh, doesn't matter i just finished listening to girl wash your face which Girl, is, wash uh, your face. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a great title. It's right? an empowering um, uh, self-help book written from a, from a woman's uh, point of view. And uh, yeah, she's a, a blogger and uh, event planner and uh, she does like stuff. That. Yeah, she does stuff. She does things. Anyways, moral of the story, Josh is now an empowered woman who don't need <laughs> <mean> no man. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. Good for you, girl. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> Chris, what have you been listening to? Ian Compo, our friend across the road there, recommended The Daily Zeitgeist, which is... Name drop. Oh, DJ NDN. Uh, recommended The Daily Zeitgeist, which is sort of a news digest, somewhat humorous show, three guys that are like our age pretty good a lot of references that only people who grew up in the 90s would get oh. and that kind of stuff is it's it like fun. a quick one no it's like an hour is it yeah. daily yeah it's daily they do it every day so that's great wow. and then uh the catch and kill podcast which i think this season is over but that's uh ronan farrow uh, mia farrow's uh journalist son doing yeah. a basically an expose on how he broke the harvey weinstein mm. story so that was an interesting one yeah yeah that would be yeah, it's a great, great little eight-part series or so. Melody. <laughs> yes, my love. What have you been listening to? <laughs> I've been listening to a podcast that I'm actually obsessed with, and it sounds really dark, but it's not. It's called Dying for Sex, and it's two best friends. Nikki is the podcast producer gal, and then this girl Molly, who has stage four breast cancer. Oh. And... So yeah, it sounds dark, but it's not because it's more about life and like how she chooses to experience and live the rest of her life. And so she like leaves her husband of 15 years and they were, you know, like whatever on the rocks for a while she leaves and just starts like having a lot of sex with a lot of people. And then she tells her explicit stories on the podcast. It's great. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> it's six parts. Cool. It's really good. It's on the Wondery Network. Nice. Wondery, they're not paying us to plug. <laughs> That's what I've been listening to. Cool. Yeah. Do you guys have anything you want to promote? Oh, there's this great little pie shop in town. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. What's well, it called? Pie Day is coming up. Yes. yes. So for everyone listening, 
start memorizing all of the digits of pi. Yes. Or as many as you can. Yeah. And try and win a pie on pie day. Yes. And that's pretty much it. What's your location? <laughs> oh, we're at 12 Gore Street East in beautiful downtown Heritage Perth. Yeah. Across from the museum <laughs> and next to the fabric store. <laughs> nice. I'll yeah. get some fabric too when I get my pie. Yeah. Do you have a website? We do. It's perthpico.ca. And Instagram? At perthpico. Nice. Do you ship pies? I wish. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they would get there in one piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not unless I was paying a person to take a pie to someone else. Right. No, if I tried to ship through Canada Post, I think it would end up as like a mush in a mm. box. Right. Delicious. Still really good. Delicious mush <laughs> box, though. <laughs> if you just change the name, just make, Market a, it as a, make mush a second box. company called Perth Mush Box Company. <laughs> <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> Chris, you want to promote anything? Mm. Uh, the Ottawa Frag Swab coming up on April 5th. I'll be there with lots of euphilias. Come on down. He, nobody knows what that means. <laughs> What's a euphilia? What's a frag swap? Oh my God, Chris. <laughs> uh, the Ottawa Frag Swap is a live coral sale with about eight or ten vendors selling their little bits of broken off coral that you can then propagate and grow yourself. That's pretty cool. cool. But you have to have a very high-end saltwater tank. So it's a small market. <laughs> <laughs> what about like your business? Oh yeah, Capital that, Aquarium. Rocking it. What's uh, your website? Uh, ca, and you can find Brook Valley Produce on Facebook. Cool. What about you? I'm at melodystarkweather.ca. Perfect. <laughs> it's my name. .ca. And I make art. <laughs> the podcast is at teachmetigerpodcast.ca. We're on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. And please subscribe. And if you have literally $2 a month to spare, consider going to patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast to support us and get access to our many bonus episodes. There's a bonus episode for every free one, but you have to pay just a little tiny bit of money to get it. <laughs> cool. Does anyone have a pie joke? I know I'm putting oh on God, the spot. Oh my God, I wish I did. Do I? Yes. What percentage of seafarers are pirates? <laughs> what percentage? 3.14%. <laughs> well, thank you so much to our guests. Thank you for having us. Cassie yes, Boulay so and Josh Ryle. It was really did nice to have you guys over. Yeah, you did. Of uh, Perth Pieco. Wait, wait, wait. Perth Pico or Perth Pie Company? Whichever. Okay. Perth Pico. Perth Pico is company. like snappy. I think I answer the phone, Perth Pie Company. Okay. Yeah, it depends on who's calling. I mean, everybody knows Cassie in town as the pie lady. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so that is my official new name. We, we tell everybody mm, we Cassie. own the pie shop in town. So some people just walk into town and say, where's the pie shop? And some people call it the Perth Pie Company, and some people say it's Perth Pico. Many names. Yes. As long as it has pie in it, I'm happy. Many names, many pies, <laughs> many happy tummies. Pretty much. <laughs> so thank you so much to you guys for coming on the podcast. And thanks, Chris, for coming on today. Pleasure. And thank you, Universe, for giving us pies. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having us. This is a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. We'll have to... What was? What were we going to talk about? Strudels? Yeah, there's the... Or str turnovers? Next week is the struzel. Right. Yeah. Struzels. And I have haunted hotel <gasps> stories to share oh my god oh mm -hmm. yeah shit dog bonus okay. episode are you into ghosts <laughs> oh yeah okay i have many stories 
great. Wow. Okay, I'll call you for the next ghost okay. cast. <laughs> ghost cast? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you show up, but no one's actually here. <laughs> yeah, we just ghost we just you. Ghost you. <laughs> That'd be just my luck. <laughs> We're huge dicks, yeah. basically. <laughs> And remember, it's a, it's jungle, a jungle out, out there. there. Roar! <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha